Welcome to the Journey Youth Podcast. Here's the place where you can catch up on past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new messages go live. I hope you enjoy it. Now, I hope that you guys believe that you are world changers. If we read through the Bible, God used people like you of your age all throughout the Bible. But you guys are world changers, and the way that you're changing the world this month is through Speed the Light. And if you didn't know it, we are going to raise $45,000 for Speed the Light this year. Did you know that? If you didn't, now you do. And we have Give Night coming up November 20th. So that would be five Wednesdays from, four Wednesdays from tonight, actually. And that is where we're going to try to get that whole $45,000 in the bank. And um, it's more than just about raising money. It's about building God's kingdom. Jesus said, uh, we're drilling water wells. We are uh, freeing people from sex trafficking and uh, furthering the gospel so that it can go faster, get to people in remote villages around the world who don't have access to the gospel. Jesus said, uh, if you give a cup of cold water to someone, you've, you've done the same to me. Um, he said, Jesus came to set the captives free. And his last words to us were to uh, go and make disciples of all the nations and spread the gospel. And so Speed the Light is accomplishing all three of those things, and you guys are a part of it. Youth all over the nation are a part of this. That is why you guys are world changers. And um, so if you haven't made a goal yet, before you leave tonight, just pray and ask God, how do you want me to be involved? What do you want me to give? And I know many of you in here got a goal at MYC or uh, throughout the last few weeks as we have been talking about it. But um, Ask God how he wants to use you in it. And I would like to invite Justine up here. Yeah, let's give it up for Justine. And Justine's had some radical things going on in her life in the last couple weeks. And I know she's super nervous to be standing up here. So thanks for being up here. Um, At MYC the first night, God did something radical, radical in your life. Can you tell us what that was? Well, when we were praying, he called out like several things to be prayed for, and one of them was uh, deathly allergies, and I have a deathly peanut allergy, so I got prayed for for that, and I don't know for sure yet, because I haven't got tested, but I believe I did get healed, and I also lost all my anxiety from that as well, so... And then the second night... uh, God spoke something to you about Speed the Light. Tell us about that. He was saying that I believe there's a thousand people in this room that are going to get a goal of a thousand dollars. And I didn't really know what my goal was until he said that. And I knew that was what my goal was. So good. And like, how are you going to accomplish that? God gave you something specific on that too. I am house cleaning. So if you need your house cleaned. (laughs) Because all of your bedrooms are very dirty, I'm sure. And uh, do you have a background in house cleaning? Yes, I clean our house all the time. (laughs) All the time, yes, so good. And so your goal is to raise $1,000 by cleaning houses, doing something that you're good at. How's that goal going? Um, I've cleaned four houses and I have two more scheduled, so okay. Nice, cool. Thank you, Justine. Let's give a huge round of applause for Justine. It doesn't have to be something crazy. It doesn't have to be something huge. It just has to be what God has told you to do. And uh, Justine is, is being obedient to what God told her to do. And that, that is, that's, just, that's what faith is. 
Faith is just being obedient to the things that God has called us to do. And um, tonight we've got a special treat. We've got Nick bringing the word tonight. So come on down, Nick. Give it up for Nick. That's you. It's your time. And um, yeah, I'm excited for what God is going to speak through you. So let's uh, extend a hand towards Nick. There you go. Extend a, hand, extend a hand towards Nick, and let's just pray that God would speak to us tonight. God, we just thank you uh, for your word. We thank you for how it speaks to us and changes our lives. And uh, so we just thank you for Nick tonight and how he's answered the call to be faithful to what you've told him to do. And um, we just uh, believe that we'll, we will receive revelation and what we need tonight and leave this place changed. In Jesus' name, amen. One round of applause for Nick. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you can't tell, I'm a little sick, um, so bear with me a little bit here. Um, allergies, man. Allergies. So I got leaves in my book here. All right, so does anybody remember what we talked about last sermon? Anybody? Shout it out. No one. No one. Close, no banana. Close. Who, what, what story did we talk about? You're not allowed. <laughs> there you go. Another in the fire, essentially. Good song. Better story. Um, so, MYC. Does anybody even remember that? It feels like so long ago. I agree. I agree. Um, but how many of you, like, walked away with, like, a different shift in, in like, your faith? Two, three, oh, Michael, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel different as I walked away, but, um, or drove away. Um, but tonight we're gonna be talking about who knows who Noah is. Two, three, that's it? Just three? Four. You know the giant flood that like wiped out all humanity except for this one family? I have weird vibrations coming off of me apparently. Yes, Zane, hello. All right, so that's what we're gonna be talking about. And essentially we're gonna be answering um, three questions here. Because I mean, when God talks to you, it's like, how do I know what I heard or felt was God? And how do I know he'll come through? And more importantly, what if I actually try and then end up failing, right? So we're going to be answering that. <sighs> so number one, can I get that slide, please? Is it there? It's there. Look at that. All you have to do is listen. That's step one. It's super easy. But hearing from God and knowing that it's him knowing that it's God comes from knowing his character, right? So, and how do we know his character? Does anybody know? This is a classroom. You can raise your hand and just shout it out. There you go. There you go. Awesome. You get to know him by his word and praying. So, really simple stuff. I know, like, you always hear that, like, oh, you should read your Bible, but, like, that's the only way you're going to get to know him, that and prayer. So that's like number one. And I mean, everybody like 
faults on that. I mean, you know, not everybody does it every day. I don't do that every day, sadly. I've been doing better. But anyways, um, but Noah, it says, walked with God, right? should probably open my Bible now that I'm talking about reading it. Does anybody have a Bible? Because there are Bibles in this church. Should probably open those to Genesis. Yes. You do. That's wonderful. It's the best book in the world. Let's open to chapter six here of Genesis. So, flood story, right? So starts out just talking about like the generations of Noah. Really awesome stuff, his sons. Um, But the earth was corrupt and filled with violence, and Noah and his family were the last righteous people on earth. How would that feel, to know that you're the last person who knows God on earth? That would be awesome. I don't know. If you don't want any fellowship, that's cool. Um, (laughs) But so God was like, so God was like, I've had enough of this. It, it brings me, it makes me mourn. Like, that's essentially how God felt. Like, he looked at the earth and was just like, this is just sad. So he was just like, let's restart. Um, so he tells Noah how to make it, and that's, that's where listening comes in handy, right? Like, like, he told him everything he needed to do, every little thing, like, height, width, breadth, the whole arc, you know, and told, like, levels. Okay, here's, here's a fun little bit of trivia. Does anybody know how many doves were on the ark? Go. What do you say? Wrong, wrong. How, how many, Zachary? No. <laughs> so... Doves were considered clean animals, and God said to bring seven of each clean animal. Not five, I don't have seven fingers. Seven of each clean animal. Also because he like wasted a few and he was like throwing them off the boat. So, you know, he had to have a few extra. So, (laughs) yeah. So Noah walked with God, he heard all this, Heard how to do it, heard how many animals to bring of every kind. Obviously, you don't need to bring fish. Um, (laughs) um, Here we go. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, let's see here. So, all he had to do was listen. He was the last person, he walked with God. And now we're going to turn to Romans really quickly. It's in the back of your Bible. 8.28. I have a bookmark. That's nice. I did that for myself. All right. So it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So we answered question one, like how do we know it's God? We, we know it by knowing his character. And oftentimes when God speaks to us, it comes with a lot of peace. 
like if it's from the enemy or just random thoughts that we're having, it can be confusing and just not really make a whole lot of sense. So there's a lot of peace that comes with things that God tell you. And I've, I mean, wow. I, for, for example, like when Michael, we were at a youth leader meeting and he was like, who wants to preach after NYC? I was like, I, I guess I do. And I, I mean, I didn't hesitate. Like God was just like, you got to do this. Like he said, do. And I said, okay. So oftentimes there's like no hesitation either. You know, like this is what you're supposed to do. This is your calling. Um, so question two, um, how do we know that he'll come through? Well, it's simple. I mean, says right here in Romans 28 or 828 and we know that for those who love God all things will work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose so all you have to do is love God and obey because that's my second one is abide can I get that abide wow whole slide for one word abide obey obedience abidance that's a good one too all right. So, so as long as we, John 15, 5, because I'm lazy and didn't write out the actual verse. Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John 15. That's where we're going next. John 15, 5. So as long as we love God and walk with him, um, then if we abide then he'll bear fruit through us. So like, whatever he gave you for NYC, he told you a lot of things to do, or he told you a goal, like you saw the peak of the mountain, but you don't know how you're gonna get there, or you saw the path to get there, but not the peak, it's foggy up top, you know? Um, so he either gives you like a path or a peak, um, and then, you know, Because it, here we go. I've got to get my mind in order. Um, he's the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we don't, if we're not even like listening to God, if we're not walking with God, nothing we do means anything. It's in vain. I think in Psalms it says, um, if a builder builds a house, without God, essentially, then he does it in vain. It's not going to stand. It's not going to last. Nothing we do is going to last unless we do it with God. So, ah, moving on here. Um, I don't know what I was thinking when I was writing my notes, apparently. Um, I'm not seeing the connections, but here we go. Um, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. He just wants us to be happy. He wants us to be full of joy. And all we have to do right here, just keep his commandments. Just abide. What are you laughing at, Andrew? Come on, man. Talking about abiding in God, man. <laughs> Is that funny? I think it's a great thing to do. 
Because when I do, oh my gosh. I obeyed by doing my research and apparently writing verses that now don't really make sense at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I abided by doing research, by reading, by praying. I had a great time yesterday, you know? I got off work, like I only had two hours at work. What? That's awesome. Salary? What? Yeah. Um, and then I just like wrote this whole thing and I just had time with God. And for the third one, now we, we, all we have to do after that, after we abide and walk with him daily, Luke 9.23, if I could get that. Oh, look at that. Pick up your cross daily. Boom. You have to walk with him daily. And whatever things you're carrying with you, whatever is holding you down, you got to pick that up. But God helps us. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit is. He's there to help us. He's our helper. And he just lifts that load. So all you have to do is just try. You know, just try and pick up the cross, and he'll help you out. As long as you're making an effort. <laughs> he'll just, like, exponentiate that, expound on it. Lots of EX words, you know. Um, those are good words. Look up them. Look up them. Look up them. All right. And then our final point here, uh, trust. And we know that throughout the Bible, there's that saying, you know, God's never failed me yet, and he never will, because he's the same as he was yesterday, as he is today, as he will be forever. So he never fails. What we perceive as failure could be growth, preparation, a lesson taught if Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, we're going to go there next. Let's see if I can find it real quick here. Do I have that one on the screen? Oh, look at that. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Don't know what was going on there. Um, what was I thinking? It'll come back to me. Mm, mm. Mm. Acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Yeah, yeah, amen, amen, yeah. Uh, if, if we acknowledge him and we receive that, in order for God to give us in a bigger way than we could ever imagine, I don't know what I was thinking. I was sick yesterday too, man, like, oh no. Anyways, so we got listen, abide, and we're going to answer this last question. What if you try and fail? Yeah, if you fail, it's going to grow you. I'm holding it together here. I'm okay. I just blew my face out in the sink. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so there was, there was a story of a girl and her goal that she got for NYC was like a thousand dollars, right? And she just like, was like, mom, I'm in middle school, what do I do? Like, I'm gonna sell suckers. So she went and like got a whole ton of suckers, right? Just tub, just a tub, a tub. Yes, emphasis on the U. And sold those at school, 
ended up making like $967 off suckers. How cool is that? What she didn't meet her goal, which was a thousand. But you know what? That may have seemed like failure at that time for this girl, but she wasn't prepared. Like maybe she wasn't like good at selling suckers. Like I don't know how good of a salesman you have to be to sell suckers, but I personally don't like suckers. Anyways, I want to eat flavored spit. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, <laughs> So she grew, and the next year, $1,200 doing the same thing. Like, off suckers. How many suckers do you think that is? Anybody have a guess? A dollar a sucker? You're, that's greedy. That's greedy. I'd say max like 50 cents. Unless it's like one of those big suckers, you know what I'm talking about at the candy store? Little swirls in it. Um, not paying a dollar for that. Not paying a dollar to taste sugar spit. Um, but in that way, that was bigger than she could even imagine. That was like more than her goal was. Like, how cool is that? Um, and I guess for like a personal example of how I trust God in this way, what I'm doing right now, like, I'm trusting God that I won't mess this up, <laughs> that I will actually, my words will permeate into you, and that, boop, I will, that, that you will all leave here tonight knowing God better, you know, because that's, knowing God is the best thing that's ever happened to me, like, I've only been a believer for a year, like a year. And then he's like, okay, preach. And I'm like, ah, cool, I'll do it. Um, so you hear, you obey by doing research and putting verses that you don't even remember that make sense. And then you just trust. Like, I don't know what you're getting out of this, but I'm trusting God will take the words that I'm brokenly speaking and form them in your mind to make something that's, that adds to your foundation of relationship with God. So back to the Noah story. You forgot about that, huh? Yeah? Thought I was going to leave that there? Uh, no. Because that's such a cool story. So let's talk about that for a second, because how crazy is it that not only did he build this boat, like by himself, maybe with his three sons, they were probably young, they were just angsty and didn't want to help a whole lot. I mean, they had wives, they probably had other stuff going on, so they didn't help him a whole lot. But I looked, I looked up this fact, and based on like, you know, like when Noah had his kids and when God told him to start building the ark and all this stuff, it took Noah about 50 to 75 years to build the ark. Can you imagine that? Like most people don't even live to 75. And he spent an entire, well, not his lifetime because he lived like 960 or something. So that was like, so when he started building it at like 500, he was like, I'm like 40, 
you know? Like, so 50 to 75 years of ridicule, of every day just being laughed at, like, because in this world, I mean, this was when, like, all the water was in one place, as it says in Genesis, and so that means, like, all the land is in one place. So you don't really have a need or, I mean, you don't really have water. It's all around you, but, like, you're in the center, and you might have some rivers and stuff, but you've never seen rain come down. It says it came from the ground. It just, like, watered everything through the ground, like God had his own irrigation system under the earth. Um, so that's how that worked, apparently. So coming from that, like, the population, like, this was, like, I don't know what generation Noah was from Adam, but off the top of my head, it's like 12. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you know? Does anybody know what generation Adam was after Adam? Or Noah after Adam? Something. Eight? I don't feel like that's right. I think it's like 12. Anyways, that doesn't matter a whole lot. By that time, there were like thousands, tens of thousands of people probably, because it says like in all the genealogies, it's like, and they had other kids, and they had other sons and daughters, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and like, that's probably thousands of people, right? So they had like their own little societies, and probably had cliques, and like the Visco girls, or whatever that means, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> where's your hydro flask? Um, anyways, there it is. Um, back on track here. Um, <laughs> so. He was probably just, like, made fun of, just, like, everybody rips on Noah. He's, like, the town idiot. Like, what's this guy doing? Building a boat? What does he want to do? Sail around the circle of Earth? Like, what is he doing? And he, every day, he was, like, preaching to him, like, I heard this from God. Like, save yourselves. Like, I'm offering space. There's going to be plenty. And they were all just like, eh you're an idiot. <laughs> it's not going to rain. What do you mean rain? That doesn't happen. It would be like, it would be like, it would be like if I was like, guys, we need to build a spaceship. <laughs> right now. Because we're going to encounter God on Mars. <laughs> what if I got up every day for the rest of my life and just started like building a rocket ship in my, in my front lawn in, in St. Paul, you know? Like, all these people walking by with their dogs just be like, what the heck? Um, so, imagine all the ridicule and... So, I have another note here. And one of the points that I didn't write down here is that if we're hearing something from God, and we want to obey, we have to persist above the doubt and the crowds. Because sometimes God calls you to go against the crowd. Because everybody, especially nowadays, are going to be doing worldly things and not living for God. I mean, the, the population of the actual church body that is following Jesus and will go to heaven I feel like that's so small. It's smaller than I would want it to be ever. So we have to persist above the crowds here. Um, God never gives up on you or your calling 
because Psalm 119, 105, which is like the longest book in history, um, <laughs> it's very long. I think it's the longest psalm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but, oh, what does it say? It's coming. Persist. Oh, I'm just going to have to flip to it. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Psalm 119, if you guys want to go there, that would be cool, too. You don't have to. I'm not God. I'm not telling you what to do. So, it, so what the heck? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Where's the one? Dang, I thought I wrote that down. Oh, it's the one where it says, um, if God's like said something to you, it cannot return void. Everything God tells you has to come to pass because his word doesn't return void. He's, his will is perfect. His will is perfect. And a second point here I have, um, no matter what you're doing for Speed the Light, you're serving, right? You're serving somebody, you're serving community, you're selling suckers and serving people with suckers, um, cleaning houses. Um, did anybody else get anything? Like what they're supposed to do? I think Jada, you, dogs or something, something with dogs, walk dogs, walk dogs, help, help take some time away from people and their crazy dogs. Um, so you have to serve, but you can do it with a purpose. Like you're not just, not, don't just treat it like a job, you know, like you can use this to tell them about God. I mean, if you're, if you're bold enough, I, I dare you. Um, I dare you. It's a challenge. Do it. Um, I've tried. It's very hard. Um, just try. Uh, it'll, it'll rock your world and grow your faith. Like it'll, it'll give it some nitrous. It'll kick you right in the pants. Um, so serving with a purpose. Ah. So back to Noah again, because that's how my mind works. It has to go from everything to everything. Um, ah. He spent like 50 to 75 years, right? Ah. But he had to trust God. He had to trust that this rain was actually going to come. So that he wouldn't look like an idiot just in his boat, just like, I'm ready. <laughs> just chilling in my houseboat that's never going to float. But, you know, there, there were some really cool things like, you know, God literally cracked open the earth to make water rise out of it. And it says, like, water came down, like, out of a, a slaw, slaw, slosh, slosh, something like that. Anyways, um... It, it was probably like the hardest rain that this earth has ever seen. No, definitely the hardest rain this ever, earth has ever seen. And then, you know, everyone died and all the dinosaurs died and all that, um, which is cool, whatever. Um, we don't need dinosaurs. They were, we, we probably rode them or something. That would be cool. Um, so I'm going to flip here to Isaiah 55. It's a good book, long book, hard book. 
Um, and the, we have to trust him. Because even if it seems like something crazy, like $1,000, just raising $1,000, that's, that's pretty hard. Like, that seems completely out of our ability. But Isaiah 55, 9 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He knows what is going to happen before it happens. He knows that you're going to think what you're going to think. You're going to think it's impossible. But you just got to trust him. I'm, uh, I'm dying up here. Oh. Oh. So does anybody remember the demonstration that Michael put on for us when he was talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? He used the chairs. Wonderful. You're sitting in a chair. That's how you remember, right? Learned by osmosis. Anyways, um, that, was a good, that was a good analogy, right? Yeah? Yeah? Put your weight, weight on something, even if it looks like it won't support you. That's how we think of God. Like, he's this invisible thing. Like, we can't see him, but, I mean, we can't see the wind. But if it's strong enough, we can, like, lean into it, do some Michael Jackson stuff, you know? Um, but he cheated. He used, like, weird shoe things. Um, but it made me think of uh, another analogy that I heard. Um, and that was that, like, if you're not from Minnesota, I think most of you probably are native Minnesota. Uh, you're not? That's okay. That's cool. Anyways, I'm not. I'm from Georgia. You betcha, yeah. Um, so I'm from Georgia. Nothing freezes there. We, I think we get like a dusting of snow and you can see it in the corners of the roof and that's about it. Um, so when, when you kind of learn about like what happens in Minnesota with ice in the winter, like people going out on lakes, driving their vehicles onto a lake, that's like, like what the heck? But they, they, they know it. They've not listened to the ice. I mean, they've stepped out on it, and they can, they've done it so many times they can trust it, right? Somebody say right. right. If I ask a question, answer it. Right. That wasn't a question, but thank you. Um, right. Um, so... In this analogy, God is kind of like the ice, or our faith is like the ice, right? If we just put more and more trust into it, like, I still haven't been on a lake yet, but I feel like I'm going to be like, okay, 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 that, that's cool, that's cool, right? Right? And then I'll, and then I'll just drive my, drive my car on there and, you know, just have a good old time, but... That's how, that's how we have to be with God. Like, we just have to make a move. Like, you can't just, like, stand on the sidelines watching people play hockey and just, oh, that looks fun. I'm never going to do it because I don't trust the ice. You got to play hockey, man. You got to play hockey. You got to play hockey. Not football. Quit football. Play hockey. Go on the ice, my friend. <laughs> it's an analogy. But we got to walk with God. 
We've got to walk with God. Got to put our weight on it. Full weight. It's easy to just be half in, half out and say that you are playing hockey, but you're just skating around on one skate while you're walking on the other. That's, that's lame. Don't do that. Got to be, can't be lukewarm. Got to be hot. Either be hot or cold. Jesus says that, like, either, either you're in or you're out. Either, either a neuron fires or it doesn't. It's either a zero or a one, if you know binary, if you're into coding. Um, so you, you can't have a one or a, you know, you either got to be in or out, you know. So, yeah. Any questions? This is a classroom. Right. Right. What's your question, Justine? I will go on a lake. Every year. I'm ready to trust. I'm ready to trust the ice. Are you ready to trust the ice? Are you trusting the ice? How, raise your hand if you're trusting the ice. Yeah! Let's trust the ice, guys. Let's walk out on it. The end. Thank you, Nick. Hey, something that I see happening here in this youth group, not only in the students, but also in the leaders, is people stepping out to do things that are crazy and uncomfortable and weird and something we've never done before, and maybe we feel like we failed when we're done with it, but the things that are gonna be called crazy today will one day be called legendary. So I love that. I celebrate that that is happening here in this youth group, that I see a group of people who doesn't care what other people are thinking. I see a group of people that uh, doesn't pay attention to what everybody else is saying. And I see a group that is, is locked in on what God is saying and is gonna latch onto those crazy ideas and go, Let's do it, God. Let's, whatever you say, we're in. And uh, so I love that about you guys. Don't lose that. Um, tell Nick he did an awesome job when you see him tonight. He did an awesome job. He's not even in the room right now, but praise God for Nick. And uh, follow Nick, Nick's example. Just step out and do something that God tells you to do. Justine, you did that tonight. You didn't want to share last week, but this week you were like, I'm going to do it even though I'm scared. And I love that about you.